Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. That's right, boys and girls. You know what time it is. You should know where you are. This is Tyler Chef, and I am the host of the Cashflow Guys Podcast. And oh my God, are y'all going to be excited? All of you W 2 income earners, where are my airline pilots? Where are my doctors? Where are my attorneys? All you guys that are calling me going, dude, I changed practices. I switched airlines. I got, what do I do with my 401k? It's just sitting there. Or worse, the airline's telling me to put it somewhere else. Well, today, we're going to give you some answers. We're going to give you some options. We've got none other than Matt Sorensen. Matt, if you haven't heard, if you've been living in a cave, he's the best-selling author of the Self-Directed IRA Handbook. Those of you who go on the Cashflow Guys website, we've had that book up there geez, since, since it's been published, I think. It's been up there, the Amazon link. It is the go-to book for investors and, and professionals in the self-directed IRA industry. Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Tyler. I love that you have my book on your site. And I know we've done business years back and yep. it's been a while, but I'm like, I'm so grateful to finally be on the podcast. And of course, talking about my favorite thing, how to use your <laughs> IRA or 401k and invest in something you actually care about. Right. You, you know, who cares about their mutual fund in the stock market roller coaster? Maybe that's your thing. I don't know. Right. Maybe investing in real estate or something you actually know something about or care about or have interest in. Or, you can do it with an IRA or 401k. Yeah. And you can actually have a little bit of control in it, right? Instead of the guy with mm-hmm. the helicopter that takes the helicopter to work controlling your income, you actually can control it. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you're the guy that, you know, drives the yacht, you know, to get, brings the yacht into Wall Street, you know, to work. But, uh, you know, I think um, this is something I'll just say I do with my own retirement account. You know, I just bought single family rentals with my retirement account, done some private money lending with right. it. Um, you know, we have over a billion in assets at my company, directed IRA. We're, we're helping clients every day right. use their IRA or 401k to buy real estate in some form or fashion. And people can do other things, invest in startups. Crap, I have clients on a Mexican soccer team or That's a new one. buy cattle and all these. Yeah, with their retirement account. But, Real estate's like the most popular kind of in this self-directed asset. So um, love talking about that. And I think it's something more people need to know about. I agree. Matter of fact, um, Matt, so you're one of the, you're a senior partner at KKOS Lawyers, uh, one of the law firms that represents us. And uh, I know Mark, your partner, he does, he invests in cattle, doesn't he? Yeah, he bought, he used his health savings account oh, to wow. buy um, cattle. You know, um, you know, Mark was watching Yellowstone. This is my partner. Right. We host, we co-host two podcasts, by the way, <laughs> Mark and I. So, um, love the guy, best friend too. But you know, he's like he was watching Yellowstone, and he just wanted to be John Dutton. You know, right? He so he bought himself a cowboy hat, and then why not? If you're going to buy cattle, why not buy them in your health savings account? So, oh, exactly, exactly. He, yeah. So you had like a rancher friend that and kind of dairy farmer kind of do did the cattle business a little bit. Nice. That, that helped him do it and everything. But, you know, I mean, I think we've both done real estate in our retirement accounts. And, um, but we give those examples of like, you know, the cattle, like literally like the Mexican soccer team. Um, right. you know, we've had clients of us in a lot of companies that, that go, that have become publicly traded and stuff, you know, these startups that go big. And so those are the cool things you can actually do with your retirement account. Also like the duplex down the street, you know, partnering with a few other people in an apartment building or a small group of people on a smaller commercial or multifamily type deal, uh, being a private money lender and just being like, Hey, I'm going to loan my money at 10% interest in two points. I'm just right. going to be the bank with my retirement account. Like that, you can do that stuff. And like every day we're doing like 20 to 30 of those transactions a day wow. at directed IRA. Is it true that the list of what you cannot invest in is actually much shorter than what you can? That's the good news, right? Is like, what you can't buy with an IRA or 401k, life insurance, 
S corporation stock and collectibles. So like when retirement accounts were around at the very beginning, you could buy collectibles like art or like a, you know, a wine collection, but right. you know, that stuff turned into bottle collections and stuff. You know, there's just all this abuse of the rules on collectibles. So they just said, nah, it's like this quasi investment personal asset. So, um, but real estate's always been there. For example, private companies, the thing that most people are surprised about that when we hear, say that, right. I'd be like, I, did the laws change? I didn't know you could buy real estate with your retirement account. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's like, it's been there forever, actually. It's just that when retirement accounts were first created, right, the the companies that first started setting those up were the companies that happened to sell stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. Right. So like Merrill Lynch or like Morgan Stanley, like they're like, we already sell stocks, bonds, and mutual funds to our clients. So we're going to let you open up an IRA with us and you can buy what we sell already. <laughs> and they just proliferated the industry. Then the life insurance industry comes about, you know, and New York Life or Northwestern Mutual, you know, they're like, Oh, we do IRA accounts. Okay. What can I buy? Annuities. Cause that's what we sell. Right. So, so real estate just kind of got lost in the shuffle, frankly, but it's having a resurgence. It's kind of becoming more and more popular as people discover the secret and that you can actually own it with your IRA or 401k. I think a lot of folks don't realize that, for example, that your average W2 worker that maybe they're not huge high income, maybe they're making, I don't know, 50 to 150 a year and they've only got yeah. 20 grand sitting in their, in their IRA or their 401k. They think, well, that's not enough to do anything. I can't buy a house with that. If I go to the bank and I borrow money and, and combine it, then I got to pay my CPA said I got to pay UBIT tax. You know, if I, if my IRA borrows money, so there's not enough money in my account to do anything. And that's not necessarily true. Is that accurate? Yeah. There's lots of things that you can do. Um, you know, we see some people do private money lending with $20,000 chunks. Um, now I do have a certain, there's different sets of clients, right? There is kind of like the more active entrepreneurial client, I'll right. say, maybe it's like a real estate broker or agent. And I have these clients that are like, give me 5,000 bucks in a Roth IRA. I'll go wholesale a property or do an option on a deal. Right. And I can, I can double it or triple it, you know? And so they, they can work with like a little bit of five grand. Right. Now, some person like, you know, retiree or someone W2 that's not too savvy in real estate yet. That's kind of more like, no, nah, I just kind of want to buy and hold property. Okay. You might need a little bit bigger chunk, but one of the things you can do, even if you're like, Hey, I just want to be passive. I'm not like a hunter out there looking for real estate deals, but I like the opportunity in real estate and the security of it, the cash flow, all the great things that real estate offers. Well, you could partner with other people. And we have this every, you know, all the time, five or six people thrown in 20, 50, 30 grand into an LLC that then goes and buys a real estate property. And so you may not own the whole thing, right. but you got a piece of it based on how much money you put into the deal. I think that's powerful because a lot of people miss that piece and, and they just, their money just sits yeah. there. I, I can't begin to tell you, Matt, I used to do the cash flow one-on-one games to teach people about real estate years ago. And I actually did it at a local IRA a company back when I was in the Tampa oh. Bay area. I live down in Key West now, but um, what I found is so many people sat there and they didn't, they had that 20, 30 grand, maybe even five or 10 grand. And it just sat there idle. And as I started to talk to more people, I learned some interesting things. I had a guy once, I remember that he had a friend that was a jet ski mechanic. Yeah, and he would buy these broken down jet skis with this guy's IRA money, and then they just joint ventured the deal. It's like he went, he did all the work, and the IRA guy just yeah. fronted the money. And the guy built his IRA, his his self directed IRA. He started it with five grand, and he built it over six figures in about two years, which is crazy yeah. to me, absolutely yeah. crazy. That, you wouldn't get that in the stock market, and that that's like the perfect person for a self directed IRA, right? The person that can see little business opportunities that take some money, right? 
and know, okay, I can use this 50 grand. I got sitting over here in this old employer 401k or this IRA at TD Ameritrade with 20, 30 grand, or maybe it's a hundred, 200, whatever it is, figuring out where you can deploy it and put it into, into play. I mean, me, I had, I remember this was like, I don't know, 2008, nine or so like that. I had a client with a Roth IRA, 10,000 bucks in it. And this is a pretty sophisticated real estate client, but he took that 10,000 bucks and went to a farmer that had some property against the the highway. Right. And he said, Hey, this property's worth, you know, 350 right now, but I want an option to buy it for 450 in the next five years. Let me give you 10 grand for the right to buy this in a five-year window. And the farmer's like, okay, you'll buy it at 450. He's like, it's not going to go up that much within five years. (laughs) And I get your 10 grand regardless. Guy's like, yep, you eat my 10 grand. 10 grand regardless. Well, he did it with his Roth IRA and this client three years go by. Well, my client knew that this, the, the county and state were putting in a freeway exit off of this highway. You know, there's an exit. This turns into like freeway commercial property. It's not just agricultural property. And the property is worth one and a half million now where my client just sold the option wow. for over a million bucks to some other developer who developed it out. It's like a service station and a subway and stuff like that. You know, I remember that deal. And I remember when that deal happened, I was like, that was awesome. Because he made over a million bucks on this deal. And this client was in his 50s. Right. So he's almost 59 and a half where he can pull it out anyways. He made over a million bucks on one deal with $10,000, totally tax-free. Yes. You know? And I remember this client though, really vividly because it was a few years later, the deal closes, we're talking again. And he was actually very pissed off when I was talking to him <laughs> in like a good way. You know? Okay. <laughs> because- <laughs> Because he's like, nobody told me I could do this. He's like, I'm 50 years old now. Right. And he's like, I have the big CPA firm. I have a financial advisor. I have the big law firm. Not one of those bozos told me I could do this. They all knew that I knew and liked real estate. Right. But then they all told me with my retirement account, I should go buy mutual funds. Oh, no. He's like, he's like, it was insane. So he's like, so, and I just remember that. And I was like, wow, that was pretty powerful. I'm like, I need to do this because there's a lot of people like him that are like, why didn't anybody tell me I could do this? Exactly. Exactly. And that's a great segue to, so you're a tax attorney as well. Yeah. And um, so this, you know, a lot of times guys, we, people, we don't like to talk about tax too much on this, on this podcast, because I'm not a tax you attorney. You want people careening off the road, getting bored, listening to the podcast. Yeah. You want the liability, Tyler. I have a lot of people, a lot of CPAs that are like, I would wonder if I could be on your podcast. Like, no, we're good. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> I need a little bit of spunk. The last person I had on the show who set the bar way too high was, was uh, your partner, Mark, many years yeah. ago. Mark, yeah. And it's like, he's, I make him listen to that episode. I'm like, y'all listen to that episode. If you can do better than that, I'll have you on the show. Otherwise, I got nothing for you. <laughs> but yeah. a, a lot of people don't get the difference between Roth and traditional IRA. I know one is tax deferred, one is tax exempt. Can yeah. you touch on that? Yeah. So think of Roth as tax never. That's how I describe it. And I, we love Roth. We actually have a really high proportion of Roth accounts at directed IRA uh, just because we preach that. And, and we kind of attract that clientele that likes this tax-free tax never account right? versus traditional, which is tax deferred or tax later. So when you're thinking of it, this is whether it's a traditional IRA or traditional 401k, the deal that Congress gave us was, hey, you put your money in, you're 6,500 bucks a year. That's how much you can do in an IRA now, or you're 22 grand, 66,000 in your 401k. Right. When you put that money in, we give you a tax deduction. So that reduces your taxable income now. You're saving tax today on how much you put in and contribute. And when you invest it in the traditional account, you don't pay taxes, you're building it up. But once you start pulling the money out of retirement, we got you. You're paying tax <laughs> on the way out. You know, now for a lot of people, they're like, I'll deal, that's a good deal because 
I want to save tax today. I get to reinvest everything I'm making on the deals and not pay tax. And I just pay tax on the way out. And so there's a lot of people who still love the traditional. And we still have lots of traditional accounts. Right. And those are the ones that have been around for years. But Roth, they basically said, all right, we're changing the rules. When you put your money in the Roth account, you don't get a tax deduction. And also when the money grows, you don't have to pay tax. But on the way out, we're giving you totally no tax on the way out. Because we never powerful. gave you a tax deduction up front. Is it reasonable then? Because I have a lot of people that, that give me the argument like, well, I'd rather I, I have a tax problem now. I'm like, And my response is then you need to hire a tax professional and come up with a tax plan. Because yeah. if you have a tax <laughs> problem, it's because you don't have a tax plan. <laughs> yeah. So is it yeah, reasonable? I mean, it's tough because I'll be honest, even myself, I've got a mix of traditional and Roth dollars. Right. I wish I was 100% Roth, but sometimes I'm at the end of the year and I'm, I'm chasing tax deductions too. Like I want to pay less tax today. Um, so it does take a little bit of, of foresight and discipline to do Roth because okay. when you're doing Roth, right, you're, you're giving up the ability to take a tax deduction, okay. but you're playing the long game. You're like, Hey, I know I might be putting in a hundred grand of contributions in over the next 10 years, but that hundred grand of contributions that I bypass getting a tax deduction on might be a million bucks when my investment returns grow. And I'd rather that come out and pay no tax later. So it, it does take a little more discipline, right? but, and, but some people might be listening to and be like, dang, I didn't know I could have tax-free treatment. I'd rather blow up my account, so to speak, get, make it large and get tax-free on the way out. But I'm sitting in traditional. Well, you can convert to Roth by doing what's called a Roth conversion. Um, you have to pay tax though, Okay, but there's a way you can get over to Roth if you're kind of sitting in traditional now too. Good deal. So the guy that or girl that has a job right now, the W-2, and they've got an employer-sponsored 401k, they've got money in there. When they, when they leave that job, they're given a decision, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, or, well, I guess that's, I suppose they have a decision, but whether or not they're given the decision is another story. Uh, talk to an airline. I don't even know they do. <laughs> right. Talk to an airline pilot recently who's flown with an airline for a couple of years. He was, a, he was, when he first got started and he's union, he's in the pilot's union and the pilot's union yeah. conveniently, I'm going to say this tongue in cheek, fought for its staff to make it so that 16% on top of their pay goes into a employer sponsored 401k. Mm. So if the pilot makes a hundred grand a year, uh, then basically $16,000 over and above the hundred that he gets paid out goes into a employer sponsored IRA or 401k. And then the pilot, that money, he can't really do anything with unless it's with Charles Schwab. Charles Schwab gets to do whatever they want with it. And uh, now the pilot yeah. goes and changes jobs. Maybe he gets a promotion to, to a captain on a different airline. Mm-hmm. Now he, he exits this Charles Schwab account is sitting there. Can he mm-hmm. now take that account and, and put it into a open up a self-directed IRA with it? Yeah. And pilots are a great one. We have lots of clients that are pilots, lots of accounts over here. Um, So when you leave an employer, you can move the account wherever you want. You want to go to TD Ameritrade and day trade stocks or Charles Schwab, you know, let's say you're at T. Rowe Price. I don't know, you know, wherever the the company you're working out of the union had your, your retirement account. So once you leave that employer, you're free to move the money wherever you're at. Also, if you are, even if you're still at that employer and you're age 59 and a half, once you hit retirement age, and some companies it's at 55 while you're still working, right. you can also roll the money out. Oh. Um, and so a lot of self-directed accounts are, are funded from an old employer 401k. And a lot of people even have an IRA, you know, Fidelity or something that was a rollover from two jobs ago of a 401k. You know, and so anything in an IRA right now you can get to self-directed, right? Okay. Like, but if you like, let's say you have the Fidelity IRA though, you know, 
you can't call Fidelity and be like, Hey, I want to do this real estate deal with my IRA. They're going to be like, you can't do it. You know, <laughs> and it's not because IRAs can't own real estate. It's because Fidelity IRAs can't. Exactly. Yeah. You've got to move it to a company like us, directed IRA, and we'll let you invest in real estate. And so, so once you're already an IRA, going from IRA to IRA companies, easy 401ks, like your example, pilot leaves employer, changes employer, or, you know, any employee, you can always move your account or the other category, 59 and a half, even at the same employer, that employer 401k or 403b, whatever it may be, you can move that account too. Okay. Now with directed IRA, one of the things I love about what you guys are doing, and I've, you know, over the years I've talked and worked with as a, I've been the guy where I'm dealing with the IRA company as far as funding one of my deals. Uh, Obviously I have my own IRA as well, but I'm getting ready to change over to directed because I like the way you guys, you guys have the education element, which a lot of IRAs, not to talk about your quote unquote competition, but they kind of flunk at that part. <laughs> They're, they yeah. may be good at transactional business, but they really don't offer a lot of help and it leaves you kind of yeah. hanging. You and Mark especially have done a really good job. So thank you on behalf of all of us out there trying to figure out what to do with our IRAs. I've done a good job teaching us. And so guys, if you go on your, on his website, which all your contact information will be down in the um, show notes of this episode. Go on the website. You guys have a podcast. You mark to a podcast for directed IRA. Yeah. I yeah. love that. This is the directed IRA podcast, you know, and that's all we're talking about is retirement accounts. And so we have our main street business podcast too, which is more about building wealth, tax savings, legal planning. Um, but yeah, I think that was one thing as we started this company, you know, I started at the end of 2018 is, I mean, and I was the attorney for like half of the industry. You know, I represent a lot of different companies in the self-directed space. And I realized a lot of them didn't know what they were doing. Yes, (laughs) it's terrifying. And I was referring my clients there. Yes. And I'm like, would you just take care of them? (laughs) So I'm like, you know what? We're just going to do it ourselves. We started our own company and it's, it's tough. You know, you got to basically get approval from the banking department and get a license. It's not like you just set up an LLC. So, so we, we did all that work and we're audited and regulated and stuff like that, but we, it does take some education. I think in some ways people come to self-directing and they think, Ooh, it's complicated. And, and it's not that it's complicated, but you do need to learn a little bit before you get in the game. Right. And I always tell people it's like a board game. You can't just open it up and start rolling the dice and moving pieces around. Like you don't know what you're doing. You got to read the rule book or play with someone, you know, That's right. but once you've done it a few times, it's the same thing over and over again. So we try to get that educational content out there to just kind of teach people the rules and what you can and can't do. Um, and then I've got, you know, it's, it's funny. I always say that like, this is my book here, you know, the self-directed IRA handbook. Um, this is for those listening on the podcast. That wasn't a helpful, but I got a book, you know, I was right. holding it up. Visual. <laughs> <on our> video. <laughs> Audio visual. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I mean, I wrote it for like people like me, like, other attorneys. Cause I was trying to figure this out for my clients. And I'm like, there is no resource that actually has a citation to a case or the tax code or something from the IRS about what you can and can't do. Right. And so, but for like, I, I do remember it just, we brought up the pilots. I remember I had a conversation with a client self-directing his retirement account. And he told me, he's like, I loved your book because he's like, before I fly a plane and I don't know what the manual is that they read. He's like, I know everything about that. Plane. Yes, he does. I've read everything about it. There's no way I'm getting, I'm not doing anything until I know everything. And he's like, but I felt like that with my 401k and IRA. It's like, I didn't know anything. I was reading prospectuses of mutual funds. I couldn't understand the thing, you know? And he's like, so I wanted something more tangible. I can understand. And then I got your book and was able to piece it all together. And so, so some people like the book, I'll be honest. Some, some people like the, the pilots, the engineers, the CPAs, the other attorneys, 
financial advisors, they like the book because I got all the citations and, and, and stuff in it. And it's very thorough in what you can and can't do. Some people are like, like my real estate broker clients and stuff. They're like, uh, they just listen to the podcast, you know, <laughs> or they'll watch yeah. a webinar. They're like, yeah. yeah, I'm not reading that book, Matt. <laughs> and so we've, we try to provide the education for different groups in different ways, just to get people up to speed and how they like to learn on how to do it. But again, I, I like to say it's like a board game. Don't get over, don't, think it's too complicated, but you do need to learn some stuff before you start playing. Right. And along with that, you guys don't have to master all the rules. That's not your job. You're, you, the, the purpose of a company like Directed IRA is to help keep yeah. people like me compliant. You're the compliance mm-hmm. arm. You're the one that, that basically makes sure that we play by the rules, that we don't get in trouble with the IRS. We don't want to be disregarded and get taxed and all that good stuff. And to those who are real estate brokers or capital raisers, here's something that I do with Matt's book. And Matt, I've been doing this for ever since you put the book out. I always have at least five copies on hand. When I get, when I give her one or two away, I restock and I keep two in my briefcase and I keep uh, two copies in my Jeep. When I go talk to a client, cause I'm in Key West and a lot of my investors fly to Key West, <laughs> you know, they, <laughs> they go, Oh, you have a real estate investment. Where are you? I'll come meet you. I'm in Key West. They're like, I'll be right there. <laughs> yeah. Cleveland. Right. Can we just do a zoom call? Exactly. Uh, and our, our properties right now Sorry are in Tampa. Those in Cleveland. Right. Yeah. Don't get offended. <laughs> But uh, even though our properties are in other parts of the country that we're doing, like we're doing an assisted living facility in Tampa right now, they still want to come meet me here, which is great because I, when I meet them over coffee, I bring them a copy of the book. Most yeah. of the people that are investing with the fund are in the medical industry, their physicians, their attorneys, whatever. They have a tax problem. And one of the first things I do is I start here. It's like, hey, read this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't need to be the master of the book because you already wrote it. You just did. The, you took, yeah. You're the easy button. So I hand them a yeah, copy. Yeah. And do you, you still have the excerpt out there? Cause I, I use that as well. There's a simplified version that is specifically real estate where you took that yes. and you distilled it down for real estate. And I love that piece as well. I give yeah, that to all I my do buyers. Have one that, yeah. I do have one that's just specific to real estate. You can actually get on the website too. Um, and that, that is, um, that's an ebook format only though, right. but, um, I'm actually working on getting that published into a separate book, but, um, but that is if like you just want to hone in on real estate. Correct. Um, but the, the regular book, the self-directed diary handbook has the real estate chapters and everything you need to know, but it also kind of, it'll have the private company, the startup, the notes, the precious metals, the cryptocurrency. It's got other stuff in there. A lot of clients that I know, my real estate clients, they just skip that, which right. is fine. It's got everything else. But yeah, I think, um, I really think to like those raising capital or raising money for deals, this is a powerful topic. Oh, I mean, God, yes. I was sitting at this desk right here doing a webinar with one of my clients in, here in Phoenix. You know, he did 250 flips in the last five years in the wow. Phoenix area. 60% of those deals, he said, were funded by IRA accounts. Yes. You know, and this is a guy like, like, like what you said, he doesn't know everything about it. He just knows I'm raising money. When I'm talking to someone that wants to put money in on a deal to buy a property or fund the rehab, you know, I can bring up, do you have an IRA or 401k? Right. And he uses them as a private money lender. He secures their, their loan from their IRA or 401k on the property. It's a win-win for everybody. And so for those raising money for deals, whether it's a a fund or, you know, funding just a a per deal basis. um, I mean, there's $35 trillion in retirement accounts in the U S wow. the largest piece of those now, by the way, are IRAs already. And a lot of people are surprised by that. 401ks pension plans are two and three. The largest section of retirement accounts are already IRAs that could be self-directed tomorrow. And so um, all that money out there is something that if you're raising capital, you've got to know these rules. 
and, and, but, but also there is like this moment where when you're talking to an investor and this is what you figured out, Tyler, it's like, you know, if someone's going to give you like a hundred grand or more or something on a deal, they need, they want a little confidence in that. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that's what the book can do. <laughs> yes. Exactly. You know, I mean, I'm an attorney. I, there's the, all the citations in there on what you can and can't right. do that can make someone get their head around it and feel comfortable about it. That's right. That's right. And for those of you listening, you know, I talk to people in the real estate space, they get irritated with IRA companies sometimes because they don't get that when the, when you're the one that's receiving the capital from the investor, I, what I love about IRA companies is you guys provide an extra layer of, of protection. For example, I fly through compliance. I'm not worried about it because I, I know how to ever do everything the right way. I have a yeah. team that does this stuff. I've worked with your law firm for years on this stuff when I have a, a thing. <laughs> so those of you that are out there going to thinking about using an IRA and you talk to your friends at the real estate meeting, they go, Oh, those IRA companies are a pain in the butt to deal with. That's if you're doing slip shot stuff. If you've got contracts that don't make sense and terms that are, you know, th- that are just not fair or predatory, yeah. you're going to sign a piece of paper that like your account holder, the person that you're going to borrow money from, or, you know, or, or it's going to lend into your deal. It's going to sign something that they understand what they're getting themselves into. I love that because that yeah. makes for a great investor for me. I mean, they don't, I don't have any issues that way. They go through that extra layer. So guys, this is a great source of capital for anybody out there looking to do deals. I hear people all the time say, well, I would love to do more real estate deals, but I can't find the capital. Well, the capital's sitting yeah. right here. I mean, yeah. come, you it's guys have events, you. right? In-person events. Yeah. Yeah. We've got our self-directed IRA summit that'll be in the fall. Um, we also are doing it. A new one will be the Alternative Asset Investment Summit um, in the summer that'll be in Southern California. So we got a couple events coming out. Um, the, the dates are already selected, but locations are, are TBA. So Good. Uh, you can get signed up to our newsletter actually to get notified on that. If you just go to directedira.com, you can sign up for the newsletter or even mattsonson.com. Okay. But um, I'll say, you know, one of the roadblocks, as you were mentioning there, I think there's kind of two roadblocks that people face where they like, they start using their own self-directed IRA, or maybe you're raising money um, or, or funding a deal and you've got someone else's IRA in the mix. It's kind of two problems you'll face sometimes. One is you did, you do structure the deal in kind of a wonky way, right. or you've kind of got ridiculous documents <laughs> that are really poorly done. And so the IRA company, even the best of them are like, what are you trying to do here? Yeah, exactly. Like, um, and, and we don't want this in our books and on our account. Cause like, you know, we're audited, you know, I have an auditor come in a third party yeah. accounting firm. We have an examiner from the banking department that comes into our stuff. You know, we want to be doing it right and make sure the documents are clean. And, and that's a protection to you too, you know, exactly. to the person raising the money. But the other thing that's really prevalent in our industry, which is one of the reasons we, I started this company at directed IRA was the service sucks. And a lot of people don't know what they're doing at our competitors. And you know, we get accounts transferred to us every day from our competitors because they're like, this company has no idea what they're doing. Yeah. And I found you guys and yeah, we got five-star reviews. We're higher rate of customer satisfaction processing times in our industry. Like we care about what we're doing here. And, um, and so sometimes you just need and it's just like any business you're interacting with. I don't care if this is a contractor on your deal, if this is the title company, if this is a broker agent on your real estate deal, whoever your team is, they just have to have good process, good customer service, stick to timelines and deadlines to make it easy for you. And that's what we're trying to do to be a part of, you know, our clients is just like, so let's just do our job well, stay on top of it, provide good service. So, um, so sometimes you'll, even with the best of documents, you could be at a crappy company right. that, just doesn't care, frankly. I find, and I'm a, I've been a customer of beginning, first of all, of KKOS lawyers for, I don't know, yeah. long time. <laughs> I've forgotten how long. <laughs> um, I think right around the time you guys got a website. But, um, and then <laughs> Kohler Ostermeyer does my taxes and has for years. And I made a mistake. And I the biggest mistake I ever made is I 
moved my tax business away from KK or from a Kohler Ostermeyer only because I thought it would be beneficial for me to have a local person I could go talk to about my taxes. That was an absolute train wreck. I won't ever do that again because you guys are on the other side of this country. That was a huge mistake. So I also felt the same way about self-directed IRA companies. I wanted somebody local in my market. Well, there is no IRA company in Key West and for a lot of reasons. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I've been with you guys now for many, many years, um, probably a decade and I can tell you the service, the the, ability, the teams that you guys put, you and Mark put together across the law firm, the tax practice, and now yeah. uh, uh, directed IRA really makes a huge difference for people like me that are, I just want to get stuff done. I'll do what you tell yeah. me to do. I just want to get stuff done. <laughs> right. You know, I want to. We're going to, we're going to rip this and put this on the website, Tyler. This is great. You know, just keep talking. Keep talking. <laughs> uh, we just love what you guys do. And, and uh, thank you for thank that. You. And of course, thank you for the education. Uh, anything you want to yeah. say before we wrap up here? This has been huge. Uh, I really appreciate it. Yeah. What, what I just say is on this self-directing topic in particular is this is a huge area and whether it's your own a retirement account, you know, your little sliver of the 35 trillion that's out there. Think of ways you can grow it and invest in stuff you actually care about and know. I mean, that's a big mantra we have is invest in what you know. Um, and a lot of people like I, I go to real estate conferences still and I speak, you know, and I'll be in a room and I'll say, how many of you have retirement accounts? Two thirds of the room raises their hands. Right. Um, how many of you um, can tell me a good mutual fund to invest in? Everybody's hand goes down. How many of you have mutual funds in your retirement account? Hands go back up. I'm like, okay. How many of you can tell me a good real estate deal? Like everybody's like, oh, I know a good real estate deal. Mm-hmm. It's like, wait a second. You guys <laughs> don't, you guys are know the, where the deals are and the opportunity is, but you're choosing to invest in mutual funds just because it's the passive lease resistance. And that's all you've been told many times. That's right. So it's a big opportunity out there. If you know and love real estate, think of how you can use your retirement accounts to grow money in a tax deferred with the traditional accounts or tax-free way. And even if you're like, Matt, don't care about a retirement account. I'm 30 years old. I want to make money today. Okay, cool. Um, there's other people that have retirement accounts that can fund your deals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's a, it's a powerful strategy just to make money today. Um, if you know how to use it and help people use their accounts to invest in your deals. So um, we got tons of resources. You mentioned Tyler, the directed IRA podcast, really like podcasts. We got our monthly webinars. If you just get over directedira.com and get to our learn page, You'll see all the content there. Of course, there's the book. It's only 20 bucks, um, um, but that's for those that want to dive deep and get all the details on it. So we're here to help, uh, of course, and opening up accounts every day at Directed IRA, helping people do this. You can get a free call with one of our senior account reps on the website. You can just schedule it right at directedira.com too. So um, thanks for having me. It's been, I'm. it's finally been time I got on the podcast, Tyler. Right? right? I know, I know. I got to get Matt back, or, or Matt. I got to get Mark back on here. It's been a long time to get him back on. Yeah. So I'll let him know. Yeah, exactly. I got to reach out to him <laughs> as well myself. So guys, there you have it. I mean, what you just said, Matt, about being 20, 30 years old, only focused on making money right now. You'll deal with the taxes later. You don't deal with the taxes later. You know why? Because the government has a plan for you if you have that mindset and you're not going <laughs> to like how that works out for you. Uh, I can tell you, I was that guy that was 20, 30 years old, flipping houses, didn't have a tax plan, paid the IRS a fortune for full of money. I had over a hundred thousand dollar federal tax lien. It wasn't it wasn't pleasant at all. Here's your chance, even if you're 20 or 30, to open up an IRA, sit down with the tax planning department, figure out what works for you, and make it happen today. That all begins today. 2023 can be an amazing year, but you got to do something different than you did last year. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start.
multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.